And welcome back. Ron Aleska with you. And today we have a, a very special guest and a dear friend. Uh, you've heard her on this program before. Uh, we've been playing her music for, for a number of years now. Uh, she first came into prominence back in 1992 from her native South Africa when she founded a, a 500-voice mixed-race choir. Um, and this was the first time this occurred in uh, the former apartheid South Africa. She was carrying on the work of Nelson Mandela, and she has since brought her message of, of peace and hope to, to our country, to Cuba, and of course, in South Africa as well. And she has a brand new album out, Sharon Katz and the Peace Train, and the album is called For You. And I'd like to welcome to the show once again, Sharon Katz. Sharon, it is so good to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Ron. Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing great because I'm with you today. And <laughs> you're the, the voice of, of, of the music and the music of, of musicians like myself. And, and you reveal our music to to the listeners and and for that i really really appreciate you thank you so much well it's it's my honor uh to have such important music and then stirring music uh the, the new album is um i don't want to say different from your your past ones but it's a little bit more i think as you said earlier when we were talking before the the interview uh more contemplative and there's a number of subjects that go through this uh so, songs about loss songs about love, songs of hope, which is, I think, something that is much needed at this time. Um, how did this album become created? Uh, what, what was the incentive for it? You know, it's, an, it's always interesting to trace it back because it's always, for me, it's, it's always a journey. Um, and, I'm, and probably for all artists that create, it's, 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 a, it's a journey. It's an organic kind of a journey for me. Um, I don't sit down and say, I'm going to make an album and it's going to consist of this, that, and the other. It didn't, doesn't work like that for me. It's a, it's a collection over, t over time. And actually, it, it really was sort of over a, a period of about, I'm looking at the songs, about two years, I would say, but, you know, like a year and a half, really. Um, but I knew, for example, when I was starting with What Can We Do, which is, I think, the first song that we're going to, talk about or listen to today um and I, I knew when i conceived of the song that i wanted to record it with a choir i wasn't sure when i was going to be able to go back to south africa um, but i had the opportunity when i went back last november to record so I, I recorded some of the tracks but when i got to south africa i went into the studio with my the musicians that i worked with on the previous album who are wonderful um, a bass player and drummer that I've worked with quite a bit. They're from Durban. Um, and and then I was able to bring a choir into the studio with Sibongi Seni Shabalala, who is the son of the late Joseph Shabalala from Ladysmith Black Mambazo. And I've known Sibongi Seni since he was, we were all very young. <laughs> About, I can't even believe I'm saying this, but 30 years ago when we had the peace train, the original oh. peace train, and they, the whole group came with us on the peace train, the whole journey. Lady Smith, Black Mambazo, uh, with Joseph and the, and the guys. So, you know, they're mostly family. There's a lot of his sons in the group. Oh. So Sibunki Seni arranged for another choir 
called that he produces called The Legacy in Durban. And they added their voices onto what I already knew what the harmonies were going to be, but I just left it to them because they slotted in perfectly on the song. And um, I just, the result was just so heartwarming. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. And we did manage to make a video of it that um, Marilyn's been with this project and we've been together for 30 years now. So she was rolling at the time, you know, capturing. And when um, our, our editor that made the documentary, When Voices Meet, she put together the music video for it. And believe it or not, the scenes of homelessness, because I do refer to homelessness, and it just says what's going on in this world, basically. You know, what can we do? What can we say? Uh, let's get together. We can find a way, because it's kind of where we're left right now in this crazy world. You know, we, we yeah. just have to find these ways of, of coming together because none of it makes any sense. But I, I did re um, film scenes of homelessness in San Diego current you know from just a few weeks ago so people will say think watch the video and they think it's in south africa but guess what it's right here on the streets of the united states so um but i had a wonderful experience working with sibong uh, Gisemi and in you know durban is home ground for me it's sure. home when i go there so well, it was in the midst of when we went last november it was in the midst of a a really difficult situation because our co-founder Nontlantla Wanda, who I worked with a Zulu singer and educator, and we worked side by side for 30 years on the project, the Peace Train, there and in the United States. She came to Mexico, she came to Cuba. We we spent so much time together um, writing songs, and unfortunately, she passed away in January this year. So last November, while I was recording these songs she was in the hospital and yeah it is a difficult time yeah i can imagine and yeah. pain as well so well, well we're going to hear uh two of two of the songs uh, if I, uh, let's let's play the first one now uh, what can we do uh the one that you've just been talking about uh, that was recorded so from the album for you here's sharon katz and the peace Dream. There's a world outside With so much going on And if we listen, maybe We'll know what to do I'm speechless, I don't understand Divisions across the land And the guns that are killing us As we hold each other's hands Let's find an answer Let's make a plan With so much going on yeah. 
Get off the sidelines now. There's so much we can do. There's so much we can do. Can't get it out of my head. So many people are dead. That was What Can We Do, a cut from the new album from Sharon Katz and the Peace Train. The album is called For You. And for us today, we're sitting here with Sharon Katz uh, talking about this album. She's in North Carolina right now, uh, keeping quite busy. Uh, now, you, you mentioned that first song was recorded in South Africa, but you've also been, been spending a lot of time in Mexico and Cuba. Uh, you've been working with different choirs there. And I think it's all part of the, a project that you created called the Transcend Barriers Project. Could you Could you tell us a bit about this? Yes, of course. We started this project in 2018. Uh, we were invited to come to the San Diego, San Isidro border, basically, with, with Mexico. And um, to mount what we're known for doing, which is a project that would bring communities together. And we were approached by the San Diego Foundation in San Diego after they saw the documentary about our work. And we, we were happily, happily able to accept that opportunity. And we, we brought artists, our band from Philadelphia, many of them that came over, Wendy Quick and Monette, the late legendary Monette Sutler came to play bass with us. And uh, we had Nontlantla Wanda came from South Africa. So we had our core group and then we combined with an, a, a drummer and a percussionist from LA and San Diego. And we worked with choirs in San Diego and across the border in Mexico, in Tijuana. And that was sort of the beginning of our, our Transcending Barriers project. And then we took the trolley from San Diego to the border 
with all of these people on board from San Diego. And it was kind of like a peace train, if you will. And then we walked across the border. And on the other side, when we got to the other side of the border, it was July 2018. Our partners in Tijuana, and there were about 250 or 300 children and their families met us at the border and were singing. It was, it was an incredible moment of beauty because they were singing Tiolito Lindo. It's probably the most famous. Ay, 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 ay. Sure. Okay. A beautiful song. And it was so moving. I mean, people were, especially from the U.S. side, people were, were in tears. But we have a lot of um, friends and fans of the peace train that also joined us from different parts of the country. It was a beautiful experience. So we walked across the border singing, chanting. We had a parade across the border. And we ended up at the Performing Arts Center of, of Tijuana, where we did a workshop, a day of workshops, getting to know you, breaking down barriers between different nationalities. And funnily enough, well, sadly, during that time of 2006, 2018, we still had you-know-who in charge of, of the United States mm, government. Right. And Mexican families were saying that they thought Americans hated them. Mm. This is what they were telling us. And it was painful, really painful. You know, this was the time when there were children being locked up in cages at the border. And, you know, it was really awkward and sad. And we were trying to say, look, you know, obviously this isn't the case. That's why we're here. Um, So that was very powerful. And then we put on a very big, lovely concert outdoors with all the children singing. It was really, really beautiful. That was the beginning of Transcending Barriers. And from there, we went to Cuba the following year with um, the the musical director of our partnering project in Tijuana. Then, but she invited us to go to Cuba, and we we took about a hundred people from the United States to Cuba, and it was the first time that uh, there had been a tour like this, and because the borders were open for that particular period in time, this was two thousand nineteen. So we've been continuing on from there with our projects with Mexico. We find it to be very stimulating working in Mexico. And we've been working on the in the southern part of Baja, Baja, which is the peninsula that goes all the way down. You know, Tijuana's in the north. And then there's a very slim peninsula that goes all the way down. And we found a lovely little Mexican town called Todos Santos. And we've been doing projects with families and children there. So... Wherever we go, we we try to do as much as we can. Yeah. In Tijuana, maybe this leads to the next song. I don't know if you wanted to play La Tristeza. Um, yes, let's, let's do that. La Tristeza. So I've had an opportunity to learn Spanish from scratch because I didn't know a word in Spanish. Um, mm-hmm. And I worked in a shelter for two years with children who've been rescued from child trafficking. I also worked in a migrant shelter with children that had, and families that had, had crossed the entire length of Mexico to get to Tijuana, and they've come from Central Central America and also from inner Mexico. But the work that I did in the, the, the safe house for children who've been rescued from trafficking was particularly powerful. And I am a music therapist, so I, I know I have a way to bring, to to work with people with music not only perform and entertain, but to really work with the music and to compose, write songs about how people are really, their most deepest, deepest feelings and 
This song was actually composed, the words were written by one of the girls who was about 15 at the time and wrote these beautiful words. And I decided to set it to music and it was an amazing experience to work with her as well because, you know, the kinds of, the kinds of loss that, that people experience, loss of innocence, you know, loss of loss of your self-respect when something like that happens to you. You've got to rebuild that all from, you know, block, build, block by block or piece by piece, build it up again. And, you know, it was amazing to work with them in, in this community for that period of time and to notice and to see the, the tremendous progress that was made by these young people, girls and boys, you know, children, children whose lives had been, you know, crushed sure. uh, and their, their faith and trust in, I mean, how do you trust again? And how do you trust another adult ever again in your life? But you have to try and they're, they're doing well. She's been, she's been reunited with a part of her family. She now lives with her, her sister, but, it has to be anonymous because those kinds of things were kept from the public eye. And even the location of where the, the shelter was, was a secret place. So I really commend the people that do this kind of work on a daily basis and, and have the strength, you know, to cre even create these kinds of projects to, to children, to save lives. It's important, and it's important that we uh, we hear about it and 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 learn from it and and do what we can to help. And yeah. I think this next song uh, certainly speaks to that. It is in Spanish, so um, I can translate it just briefly. It it she talks about it needing life is like a mountain. La vida es como la montaña. It's like a mountain, and you know, bit by bit by bit, we can overcome we can reach the top we can we can look at the positive things in life which is amazing for someone who's had that kind of experience and just a note I wanted to mention and that is that Glenn Barrett at Morningstar Studios in um, Pennsylvania mixed the entire album and um, I just really enjoyed working with with Glenn and I had wonderful engineers everywhere my engineer in South Africa Nick Fetlaff the, you know, we recorded in his studio. And once again, my, my South African artists, Rebecca um, Nintetwa was the bass player, and um, Charles Boykinomia on bass. And then I was able to add and work with other musicians. And of course, I play all the guitars on this album. And um, I worked with um, Suzette Ortiz, although she didn't play on this particular track, but John. Carnahan played on played keyboards on this track, and um, Jan Jeffries plays percussion. So I was able to to work with my musicians in Philadelphia as well as in South Africa. That's the one the wonders of modern technology, <laughs> and and also connects us all. Well, my Spanish is not very good, but I know this uh, the song translates to the sadness. Tristeza invade mi corazón, siento que caigo muy bajo. 
siento El dolor que siento no tiene ya salida Muy bajo y lento Me acuerdo que no todo es malo en esta vida Hay momentos buenos, hay momentos malos me acuerdo que no todo es malo en esta vida Y de momentos aprendemos La vida es como la montaña Paso a paso a la meta no te rindas, sigue tus sueños Tú eres más grande que eso La tristeza no te domina Tú la dominas a ella Sigue, sigue adelante Si lo puedes ya lograr Tristeza 
And that was a cut from the new album from Sharon Katz and the Peace Train, For to You. Uh, the English translation is The Sadness and the Spanish, and please forgive me because my Spanish is not very good, but it's La Cristesa. Is that close? La Cristesa, yeah. Uh, it's, it's such a moving song. And, and uh, you know, you the subject of, of a number of the songs on here are, are social, political, um, personal. Uh, and you know, you were talking before about all the different countries that this is recorded in South Africa, Mexico, Cuba, um, and, and you're here in the UN United States. Uh, each of these countries have their own issues, their own ways of solving them or trying to solve them. <laughs> they don't always quite successful. So, and you're, you're trying to help make that change, but are, are you finding some commonality between all of these issues and all the way people deal with them. Um, you know, obviously human trafficking is, is a huge issue. I don't know if it's a huge issue in Cuba or South Africa, but obviously in, in Mexico and other countries of the world, it is, but you know, people face their own different issues. What are you seeing something that is common in, in all of these groups? Um, trafficking, I must say, you know, it's it's very huge in the United States. Miami is one of the the biggest areas for for trafficking, and it's 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 not something that you hear about um, readily. Certainly not in in Cuba. Um, Cuba has another whole set of issues that um, were very unfamiliar to me as a result of the embargo. You know, and, right. and today, my Cuban friends. Um, I mean, they, they still manage to, to, to somehow thrive and, and cope and survive, but there's severe food shortages in Cuba. I don't know if people are aware of this. It's, it's, life in Cuba is very difficult today, even more so than when we were there in 2019. Uh, so, um, you know, there, 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 there are different issues in different places that sort of hit you in the face, if you know what I mean, in, in a different kind of a way. But there's certainly a commonality, uh, you know, in terms of, I think that um, what we're facing in the world, and I think that maybe I, I touched on that in what can we do, because it's just, the, it's, it's, you know, there's tremendous, tremendous issues now of homelessness and people that have literally been displaced. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost, I don't know, I wasn't alive during the, the time of the Second World War. But um, when there were just so many refugees, um, but the amount of people that are homeless in the world today is, is it's staggering. So, I mean, from that point of view, it, there is a commonality. You see that that is see that everywhere. Um, and um, well, I mean, yeah, the the the, the human suffering, the, the level of human suffering is is just too too much even for a human being to to comprehend and and maybe the commonality is is for me is and the only way that I can really survive is through the music and the joy yes. music brings because that is universal so fortunately I do have that 
uh, capacity, you know, and that is that wherever I go, yes, there's untold human suffering, but we we find a way to come together as musicians to to not find the answers, but to bring a sense of of joy and unity. And and you know that's what I'm doing right here in with with the Peace Train Project here, in even in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's amazing because um, one day I can be with a, a youth choir from from inner inner city Raleigh, North Carolina. The next day I'm with a college choir on a campus. Um, the next day I'm in schools as well. I'm I'm, I'm in inner city schools, um, and I think I'm going to some elementary schools this coming week. And then I have the musicians coming from Philadelphia from our band to to culminate in a, in a big concert and that's what we usually try to do is to bring as many people together so i think we'll have about 300 people on stage which is oh wow i just saw the venue and i know that it's going to be we're going to be packed in the <laughs> on the stage but that is the commonality i think um it's yeah. music is has a way to bring us all, all together so it, it, it is a mess it is amazing to 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 have the capacity to travel i'm i'm hoping to to travel more because um, yeah, with whatever time there is, you know, that we have, okay. try to to see as many places and, and reach as many people as possible. Well, you're, you're certainly doing a great job of that. And, uh, you know, the, as a performer, I, I've seen you. It's an obviously an entertaining show, but obviously also there's a message there. And the humanitarian work that you do is something that um, is much needed at this time. And as you said, you know, the, the commonality I think is in the music and people feeling that, you know, we're in this together and we can make a change. And that, that's what comes across uh, to me on, on your new album. Uh, again, we're talking with Sharon Katz, uh, Sharon Katz of the Peace Train. Their new album is called For You. Um, I, I want to play another song and, and you touched on this earlier. Uh, it is a, uh, called Sister of the Soul and it's about one of the co-founders of of uh, the peace train uh could you tell us a little bit more about her there's so much to say about non-clantla and i know it's even hard to say her name non-clantla non-clanka oh okay <laughs> i'll work on it well when she when non-clantla came to america she used to say just call me Nkla because that's easier for you to pronounce it um so that was that was easier for people to say her name. But many, many of my friends and fans here in the United States met Nonfantla and worked with her, many of the band members, because she came how many times to the United States? Maybe six or eight times and did significant tours and spent a lot of time with us here. There were times when Nonfantla would come for maybe three months and then we would go back to South Africa for three months. So we would spend at least half of the year together. But we we met in Durban, South Africa, 19, in uh, 1993. Two. 1992. So that's like 31 years ago. And it was prior to the election of Nelson Mandela. It was mm -hmm. actually right when Marilyn and I went to South Africa to see what we could do to help with it in the transition um, from the apartheid regime to the new democracy. And we met Nonclantla right at the beginning. Um, she was introduced to us as a singer in Durban. And we clicked immediately, not only musically, but um, spiritually and socially. We just had the same mindset 
And she really wanted to be a part of what we were talking about. And after many discussions, and she invited us to come to her school. And those of you who have seen the Wenton Voices Meet documentary can actually visualize it because she she lived about, I mean, she's taught about only about 40, 40, 45 minutes outside of the urban area, the city of Durban. But you would think that you were in a completely other world. She was in um, a rural area where there was no water, running water, no electricity, broken windows in the school, down a dirt road into the valley. That was where we went to, to visit her school. And we kind of adopted the school and we started going there regularly and teaching music. And in the midst of this kind of poverty um, was the most amazing spirit and that's my experience of growing up in South Africa anyway. Um, this is something that I grew up with, where you, you find the most impoverished conditions, the most neglected conditions as a result of apartheid, um, and yet the most amazing resources of the human spirit that enabled people to, to rise above for that time while you're singing and while you're dancing to rise above all of the circumstances. And that's where I met Nontlantlan. We used to, we, we raised a choir there and then we used to go to um, choirs all around and schools all around the Durban area and train them and teach them songs like that I'd written about the change that was coming. And we eventually managed to bring together the 500 voice choir that we raised in Durban in, in May of 1993. And then at the end of that year, we went on the peace train. We traveled aboard the peace train with Ladysmith Black Mambas, or they came as our, um, they, I, I don't want to say as our backup singers, but they, they sang with us and um, they did their own show as a part of what we did. We traveled together for two weeks with Ladysmith Black Mambas on the peace train. And the following year were the elections in South Africa. When we when Mandela was elected, so these were very violent years. And yeah. uh, people don't don't really know that they think okay, well, we just went to elections. No, it took a couple of years after Mandela was released, four years after Mandela was released, for him to become the president. And Nonplantla was there all the way, and she risked her life for us. That's why I wrote the song "Sister of the Soil" because sadly. This, this last January, she passed away. Um, she got sick, got ill very suddenly, and it was just a downward trend. She mm -hmm. just never recovered. And we were there for a month with her in November. And at her bedside, I started, I started thinking of the song, um, Sister of the Soil, because she used to call me Sister of the Soil. Ah, my Sister of the Soil, because we're both South Africans coming from very different backgrounds. I mean, vastly different backgrounds. I came from a, a, a modern city, Port Elizabeth, grew up as a white privileged child. Um, I did cross the, the boundaries at a very young age. I, I met black actors, John Carney, Winston John in South Africa, in Port Elizabeth when I was about 15 years old. And it was illegal to do that at the time. Yeah, it was. It was, Ron. I mean, you you couldn't mix racially in yeah. South Africa unless it was the, the traditional, um, sad to say, master-servant relationship that was 
intrinsic to our society. I mean, I was born into that, but I hated it. Um, I hated it. I, I was a, I'm Jewish, and we grew up with the stories of the Holocaust and how Jews had been oppressed in Russia and through the centuries and were, were being slaughtered in the pogroms. And then again, absolutely slaughtered during the Holocaust uh, en masse. And so I grew up with that sensibility as a child and that knowledge. I mean, my friend's parents had tattoos on their arms with numbers from the concentration camps. And most of my friends had lost, you know, my parents. Now, people didn't know what happened to the ancestors at yeah. all. Um, my parents were born in South Africa. My grandparents were born in Eastern Europe, but they, they fled. They fled and found homes in other parts of the world. So I kind of, you know, had this in me. But then to be in South Africa and to see this happening around me to Black people, I, I just was shocked. I really, it hurt. It really hurt. And to see it happening right in front of my eyes, I, I just couldn't take it. And so um, I used to break laws and, and sneak out because I didn't want my parents to stop me from what I was doing. And they would have. They would have been afraid, you know, that something sure. would happen to me or to them. Um, anyway, there's too much to talk about. <laughs> but <laughs> Nonkanta, Nonkanta, she risked her life by taking us to the townships because she was accused of being a collaborator. She was accused of being an informer. And at that time, politics was, it was really, really intense, you know, with those who were supporting Nelson Mandela and those who were supporting, in KwaZulu-Natal, they were supporting this uh, Butelezi, Chief Butelezi, who had been appointed by the South African government. And he was, he was a collaborator with the South African government. And Mandela had been in jail all these years, you know. So um, when we went to vote, it was a, it was really an intense, intense time in South Africa. And there was a lot of physical conflict going on in KwaZulu-Natal. So Nonklanta used to call us and say, don't come today to the township. And then she would call the next day and say, okay, it's okay. We can come today because things have calmed down. There were marches, there were demonstrations, people were, it, it it was an intense time. Anybody who's seen movies of this period will know that there were, I don't know, scores of people being killed every single day. Yeah, because the police, the South African police would paint their faces black and go into the townships and open fire with AK-47s and kill scores of black people. And then it would be blamed on the Inkata ANC violence or the Zulu versus Tosa. And it wasn't. Ethnic. Right. It was all fueled by the South African government because they did not want elections to take place and they didn't want to lose their power. We don't have to look far to find that kind of stuff going on, you know. It's right I know. In the United States, sadly. And and not that long ago. That's that's also the scary part, and especially yeah. seeing what's happening nowadays. Well, Thank yeah. goodness for you and and people like Don Klanka and and everybody who's made some change and let let's take a listen now to the cut uh, on the album it's known as Sister of the Soul. Uh, Sister of the soil, the earth, sister. you know. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. But it's easy to make that mistake because she was also a soul sister, and I have to just mention that Wendy Quick also features vocally on this because she got to know Don Klanka. Wendy's from Philadelphia, and we've been together for 15 years already, singing together performing together. And my Philadelphia band actually 
recorded this. And they knew Nantlantla very well. We got to record this in, in Philly this past, this year in May. And it came out beautifully with Richard Hill on playing bass and Suzette Ortiz on keyboards, Jan Jeffries on percussion. And um, yeah, it, it, it came out really beautifully. to me. 
And that was Sister of the Soil, Siswami, a tribute to Nanklanka Wanda, who co-founded the Peace Train with uh, Sharon Katz in 1992 and uh, passed away uh, earlier this year. And Sharon is with us today talking about this brand new album called For You. Uh, you know, there is a wonderful harmonies in there. Uh, I believe that was the Africa Mamas who uh, yes, was recorded. Uh- I, I should have mentioned it before, but uh, African Mamas are a wonderful a cappella female vocal group in Durban. And um, I've met them, actually, funnily enough, I've been communicating with them for many years because they also are uh, members of NARIS, um, of the um, Recording Academy. And so, which, by the way, I have submitted this album under Global Music for the for the Grammys. And Sister of the Soil has been submitted for Best African Music Performance. And so I actually arranged for them long distance to go into the studio in Durban and to record on the song. I've never met them personally yet, but we're going to do a concert together next, next April when we go to South Africa. We have a concert on April 14th in Durban and African Mamas are going to perform the song Siswami. Um, sister of the soil. Siswami means my sister. They're going to perform the song with me live in South Africa. So their vocals add a tremendous depth yeah. and meaning to to the to the whole entire song. I received one of their albums about oh maybe a year ago, and it's just just fascinating music. I'm, they're, they're, so what, what, I'm what, proud what, of them for for getting their music out. They're, I'm really excited. I can't wait to meet them. In yeah. Those. I I bet you're looking forward to going back to South Africa again to to perform them. And how often do you get back to South Africa? Well, I've been getting back usually every year, you know, Mm -hmm. I go a period of time and um, at least once a year. But um, um, my work is still based now in the United States in North America. And um, I'm not I, at times I, I would go back to South Africa for six months or two months or four months, three months. Um, last year we got back for that one month and then the pandemic before that kind of yeah. travel for a bit. But um, next year I'll be back there for approximately a month as well. And there's several projects that we help there. There's still an orphanage that we help and, and now we're also involved in in supporting and helping Nonplantras family and um, schools that we help to support and program. So it's important to go back home. And I miss South Africa very much. So I'll sure. always enjoy every moment that I'm there. When you go back, uh, obviously the apartheid era is over, but do you still see issues? Is it oh. is, Has it improved? What's the situation? Well, it definitely South Africa improved tremendously after the ending of apartheid. I mean, it's you can't imagine how many changes there have been. You know, the, the majority of people were denied access completely back in the day under apartheid, denied access to, to education, to any opportunity for, for equal opportunity for work. And that all has changed. And we have an entirely almost entirely black government, you know. So this is this is really, really huge changes. Um, the difficulties that we see are still unemployment and mm-hmm. poverty. And, you know, the, there were always this, these tremendous inequities and it was always going to take a long time, maybe generations, to ever, ever close the gap. 
between rich and poor and between those who have and those who don't have. And I think South Africa is one of the most glaring examples of the, the huge gap between people who have nothing and people who have more than everything. I mean, you only have to go to a city like Cape Town and it stares at you in the face. Or the um, US. <laughs> and Maryland's adding all the United States as well. <laughs> Right. We see that everywhere, but you're asking about South Africa, so I'm, ask, I'm answering as a South African citizen. Um, so, yes, we do. And the pandemic definitely didn't help. The pandemic made everything worse for everybody in South Africa. So there's still there's still the gaps, and there's a lot to catch up on. You know, um, poverty is, is um, poverty is a horrible thing. You're never going to have justice social, true social justice anywhere in the world while there's poverty to this extent and underdevelopment to this extent. So we really have to fight to eradicate poverty. And, you know, it's really, really frustrating that, you know, that there is so much money in the world and the people that have so much money, and I don't want to point fingers, but there's certain South Africans that I'm not proud of at all, but who could be using their resources to eradicate poverty in South Africa. Um, and small people like us, we try to do the best that we can, you know, pennies, it's pennies here and there from, from concerts and CDs, but, you know, and raising money from our, our United States fan base. I have people here in the States that actually send money every month to me. It's not a lot of money, but I send it straight to South Africa. It It equals something like, maybe $400. But that $400 monthly adds up and it goes a long way in South Africa. And every penny of that money goes to South African projects, to people that have nothing um, to support them. So I'm thankful for my, my base here. I'm thankful for the fans and the friends. You know, it, it may be even more important than the money is the fact that you're raising raising consciousness about these issues you know people are unaware of 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 the poverty and you know the, the media it's, it's it's not a sexy story to cover you know they're, they're they're doing other things and these issues that are all around us in the states uh and just the other day i saw a photograph of the taj mahal in india and it was an aerial photograph and i was shocked because maybe a hundred yards from the taj mahal there is a wall and on the other side of that wall were slums you know, and you you see the, what the, the difference between wealth and poverty, and uh, and as you were saying in in, in the beautiful video uh, that you did with, with shows what's happening in San Diego and elsewhere around the world. So something we all got to be, be more conscious of. And thankfully, you're out there uh, entertaining us and educating us, which is a uh, I think an important role. That thank you, Ron. No, you we always feel like we. We're not doing enough, but um, it, it is good to know that and hear that. Thank you for that. You know, thanks a lot. Well, you're doing a lot of great work. And our, our listeners can find out more by going to your website, SharonKatz.com. And of course, that's K-A-T-Z.com, SharonKatz.com. And uh, Sharon, I, I really thank you for spending some time with us today. And, and before we end, I do want to play one more cut from from the CD. We're going to go out with uh, the song that, uh, well, it's called Think It Over. Maybe you could introduce this. I'm happy to. I'm happy to introduce the song. It's, it is a song about social change. And for that reason, I also entered it into the Grammys. They have a new category called social change. 
it's a jury, it's a competition. It's not um, in the same way as the other Grammy where members kind of club together and vote for each other in the first round. This one is, is juried. And the reason that I, I wrote this song is, and the reason that I say think it over is because we, we try to get people to think about things, you know, like for example, the book bannings and everything that's going on in the United States. If people would just think it over, mm-hmm. they'd realize that it doesn't make sense to be so exclusionary. And the reason that I wrote the song is because um, specifically there was an incident where I was invited to perform at a music festival and um, only to find that trans people were excluded from the festival. Mm. And that to me just didn't make sense. I felt really guilty about accepting that opportunity. And in the end, I withdrew from performing. And I wrote the song, Think It Over, just to help people to to think about it. You know, how does it feel to be excluded? And and I know that everybody has their reasons and there are more than two sides to any story. But if you just stop to think about how that impacts a community to be excluded, maybe there could be a change of heart. And so in the chorus, I just said freedom for you and me. It's the same desire for everybody. I can't be free without you. You can't be free without me. So it it goes back to Ubuntu. It goes back to the philosophy, the African philosophy that Nelson Mandela made. um, I could just say popular. He talked about Ubuntu, but it's an African philosophy. And it means that I am not a person without you. And you are not a person without me. We're here together. We're in it mm-hmm. together to support each other. And we can't exist without one another. So there needs to be some way of communication and finding a way to include everybody. There's got to be a way to include everybody. Because if people continue to exclude one another, then it's going to be a very lonely journey on the planet. Mm-hmm. And, you know... That's what the song's about. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Think it over. And I hope people will also uh, add to that. Listen, because I think if we hear one another, that yeah. also brings us closer together. And uh, I hope folks will be listening to your new album. Again, Sharon Katz, The Peace Train. The new album is called For You. Sharon, thank you so much for being with us today and uh, continued success and continue the great work you're doing it really does matter it helps us all and uh we appreciate it thank you so much john i, I appreciate your appreciation as well and <laughs> just to say that people can get it it's, it's available on all the streaming platforms sharon cats in the peace train for you and if you would like a cd if you still listen to cds which i do i love cds you can order the cd at my website and we'll mail it out to you well, thank you. I hope folks will think it over. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take a listen now. Here's Sharon Katz of the Peace Train. Think it over from the new album for you. No 
welcome sign for some It is a remnant of history And it has no place in the now for me And so I told them I just won't play Cause freedom is all we need It's the same desire for everybody I can't be free without you You can't be free without me thinking over My position And in the end I made My decision Oh It's a question Of dignity And our common Humanity And so I told them I just can't play All we need is the same desire for everybody I can't be free without you You can't be free without me Think it over Think it over The other days I was scrolling online So no welcome sign for some It is a remnant of history And it has no place in the now for me And so I told them I just won't play Cause freedom is all we need It's the same desire for everybody Without me thinking over